This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Jeff Galloway, and you are listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 173 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Welcome to the show. We're happy to have you. You heard him at the top of the episode. We have to start off this episode by wishing a very happy birthday to our coach. America's coach. Jeff Galloway. Happy birthday, sir. Yes, we are so happy. We saw that you celebrated by running. <sighs> amazing. and Absolutely he, amazing. He's so nice and so forthcoming about his recovery and his e-coaching emails. He is just kicking butt. And you've been in constant contact with him. Yes. On a weekly basis, at least. Oh, yeah. Every week I send him updates and I say, yeah, we registered for another race. Or how was your birthday celebration? We saw you running. And it's just, it's, and he says, I'm up to this ratio. I'm up to that ratio. So he's giving you his yeah. training. What he's updating you in his training as much we as he's are, updating what you're supposed to be doing. We're sharing. And I feel like that is, it's so wonderful because... He's making amazing strides in his recovery. And so I feel more motivated in my training. Yeah. It's a testament to the foundational fitness that he had. Oh. That he's been able to bounce back so quickly. True. And be not just up and about, but out and about and back to running. Doing peach tree. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> And then that running. was that was incredible that he I, I could not believe that when you told me that and, I, and then I'm like no and I yeah, sure, check yeah. out social media yes. I'm like are you kidding me mm. good for him I, yeah. I I'm so impressed and running on his birthday and, and we're happy we are just so thrilled that you could celebrate another birthday with your friends loved ones family those who are local to Fidipides the original running store that mm -hmm. he created and started. And we wish we could have been there, but we can't wait to get back and see you at your race or at Donna or both, hopefully, this coming race season. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to December. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to freezing my butt off at the start line, Jeff, I'll but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you at the finish line. I will take it. Any opportunity to see him. He's so inspiring. Yeah. The run we're going to be talking about today is nowhere near as chili no. as jeff's race no but it is related to jeff he is a run disney training consultant yes he, he is. is the run disney training consultant so 
Run Disney has the summer race series, and we are now, it's hard to believe that we are in July. We were just talking about the June race. We were, and this is race number two of the three race series. Mm -hmm. Of course, this series this year is celebrating the Lion King and all of its incarnations. Yeah. The first one that we did last month celebrated the animated classic. And this month celebrates the Broadway phenomenon as they tout it, touted or we haven't it seen it or branded it or yeah, we haven't been up there to see it on Broadway or anywhere in the country. It might have been so. I, I am curious about it though. I am too. And the metal is just gorgeous. We'll talk about that. Plus. We took the virtual on the road up to Orlando for our 23rd wedding anniversary. We did. And that's because while Run Disney may have made an announcement last week, mm-hmm. letting people know that in-person races were coming back, mm-hmm. that's just not good enough for us. So we took it on the road. We took it to them. Mm-hmm. And we did it live. And we did it on property. And that's how we got our mileage in on property running the Disney virtual at Disney. And then we celebrated with some fantastic, what Disney calls plant-based options at one of our favorite restaurants on property that I was able to snag a last minute reservation at. I don't know how you did that. I just kept checking. (laughs) Just sheer luck. Luck and volume of clicks. Yes. I just kept every day, all the days before we left, kept checking we got lucky for a reservation to celebrate our anniversary at Sanaa and Sanaa is a fantastic sit-down restaurant at Disney's Animal Kingdom Resort oh yes Kadani Village yeah the the Kadani Village side there's two Mm -hmm. two sides it's Kadani Village and Jumbo House Mm -hmm. yeah and this restaurant sits on the savannah with big glass windows. And, and we actually recorded part of tonight's show there at the restaurant. Indeed. And you might get a little bit of Amy's Wild Kingdom. That's Why is it just my Wild Kingdom? Well, the, the animals were closer to you. And That's because I was seated closer to the window. <laughs> but we'll get to all that. Yes. <laughs> and they even, I mean, this is, I think, the second week in a row where we have had not only the food, but also the beverage portion at the same location. Yeah. Somet- sometimes it's a, just a matter of luck. Mm-hmm. And, and in this particular case, it, it is absolutely a question of, of luck or good timing because mm. not only was it our wedding anniversary it was also national mojito day it always falls on our anniversary so we never forget national mojito day yeah and now you all know we're on the 75 hard challenge so we couldn't partake in a mojito however the crazy bartenders at sanaa had a solution for us with something called a nojito a no hito for the beverage portion of our show. So, so I'm very excited. This is I, it's a great episode with a consistent theme from the run, the eat and the drink portion. Mm-hmm. So let's talk the run. You know what? Before we get into the run, we had 
not necessarily one of our running friends with us, but we also this trip had a running buddy slash big supporter of our show and and part of the coffee crew meet up with us. Yes. We did. Patron often referred to as running through Through Wonderland Wonderland Jen. Jen. She met up with us, not during our 5K, but at Disney Springs, we, we met up with her and it was just great. Yeah, we got an opportunity to pull up a chair in in the shade and kind of do some people watching and Mm -hmm. talk. And we had a plant-based, cold, refreshing snack. Oh, we did. Being a Dole Whip. Oh, I had, you brought me the watermelon one. Yes. And I had the regular pineapple one. As long as you don't get that swirled with the vanilla. Then you're good. Plant-based. Plant-based. I love it. So, so we got to have a cold treat and catch up and hang out with one of our patrons and friends of the show. And we just yeah. had so much fun. A, co- a fellow coffee lover, runner, run Disney fanatic. We so loved meeting Running Through Wonderland, Jen. And thank you for that opportunity. Yeah, and that's, that's the third member of the Runcation Nation we've got to meet up with this year? This year. This yeah. year, yeah. Josh. Wish first. For, for the ones who were out of town. Josh and Meg and now Jen. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, we are fortunate enough to live in the same town as Nancy and John Bagliani. Mm-hmm. And we're, we just had to say goodbye oh, to, yeah. to John Schroeder as oh. he relocated up the state a little bit and then we've got other supporters of the show of course like jessica who live here in town so we do have some locals as well but yeah getting to meet some of the people from across the country in addition to that has been so amazing yeah so we're very excited about that and so we met her and then the next day we did a 5k yeah yeah so The July 5K, as we said at the top of the show, it celebrates the Broadway phenomenon that is the Lion King in all of its musical uh, glory that we have not had the opportunity to see. But the medal that we haven't gotten yet, I posted a picture in the um, album artwork, in the episode artwork, Mm -hmm. and it is just it's gorgeous it's gorgeous it's a lion with like a huge mane and very serious expression so it's like one of the headdresses mm -hmm. the performers would wear yeah and just the colors the the bronzish colors so vibrant yeah, they did a really nice job with this i know when we get this it's going to be huge and gorgeous. heavy yeah and it's going to just feel like just quality. That's, that's the one thing I will say uh, about the the Disney Virtual Series is they do they do an amazing job with the bling. Yeah, and it's you can great. tell all the relief work when you look at the photo. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of detail in there. Yeah, in the lion's mane and the whiskers and even in the text, everything is embossed and is done in relief as opposed to just being silk screened on and it's a half we you know it's going to be a high quality hefty metal 
Yeah, when you do the Disney Virtual Series races, of course, you you register ahead of time. They ship you all the medals at once, mm-hmm. eventually. And, yeah. And when they arrive, you're like, man, this is heavy. And it's the medals are the same size, you know, same dimension as a medal you would get at an in-person race absolutely and i think that is for some that's going to to offset the sticker shock oh yes it's because gonna... it's an expensive it's sure. an expensive venture to, to do any disney races there is a oh, there's yeah. a disney premium that you pay and i'm not saying that in a bad way we're just acknowledging no. it if you're looking at doing a disney run or maybe you you're have looking a budget at as your first all races are not normally this expensive mm. disney's a bit extra <laughs> yes but they have the the bibs that you can print out mm-hmm. they have the the gorgeous metal that we have just talked about and they always do great ribbons with the metals as mm-hmm. well yes and they have playlists on the various music services that you can listen to now i haven't listened to the playlists yet have you played around with that some I didn't because we were actually live in the park for our course. Yeah. So I didn't, but I could, we were running in honor of the Lion King or that's what it was the theme of the 5k. Mm -hmm. So in my head, I was thinking about the 1993 movie because we haven't seen the Broadway musical yet. So I just can't wait to be King was in my head. Uh, Can you feel the love tonight? I think that Lion King has one of the strongest overall soundtracks of any of the Disney. Hakuna Matata. Yeah. Any of the Disney animated stuff there in in most of the animated movies, there's one song that might get popular Mm -hmm. a little bit. Then you have something like Lion King, mm. where yeah. that didn't have just one song that kids would wear out and wear their parents out singing it over and over, playing it over and over. Several. It's basically the entire album. And then on top of that, when you mentioned Can You Feel the Love Tonight, there's two versions of that song. Oh, yeah. And the theatrical release version is great, but then mm. you had Sir Elton John oh. doing the radio version of it. I remember that. So popular. So this, I, yeah, I'm with you. I am curious about the Broadway I want to see show. it. Yeah. And I think that our backgrounds in speech and debate and drama in high school just really motivate us to, to want to see it. Oh, absolutely. So I hope we get the chance to. So let's talk about the course. We, we didn't have the opportunity to do the only way we could have done this race weekend and been more on theme mm. would have been for us to do this at Disney's Animal Kingdom. I guess that's the only yes. way we could have. However, we weren't able to get into Animal Kingdom, so we ended up getting into Hollywood, Disney's Hollywood, Hollywood Studios, Studios and doing our course there. And I think that is appropriate any of the disney parks would be appropriate for this yes but just to put it over the top like Uh, like super consistent sure that would have been the only thing we could have done sure and even still this was great because hollywood studios it celebrates music and movies and oh yeah and it may not be animal kingdom 
but we got as close as we could. We did. <laughs> I guess you could say. And it was great. We got there to do basically rope drop, which we, I could have sworn we were on, there on time, but apparently we missed, it. we missed the dropping of the actual rope. And if you're not familiar with that, literally they have a rope across the main walkway to get into the park and mm. they... Yeah drop it and that is the signal that the park is now open and you may run to the rides and boy did people do that and we just missed it completely because by the time we got to any of the rides in our journey in our 5k around that park they were the wait times were so high we basically to borrow a verb that i coined i want to say last week in one of our live chats we kind oh. of roomba around the park where we'd head to a corner of the park and get to a ride that was either full yeah or a ride that we chose to do uh-huh and then we'd either get to the one where we weren't going to be able to get on it or we'd do it and then we'd turn around and go turn a few degrees and go the other way yeah so we bounced around the park mm-hmm. doing that yeah. to get our mileage in and if we stopped for bathroom if we stopped for getting on a ride we paused our gps yes and what did you think of that strategy i th- we completed a legitimate 5k so I- yeah but how did you feel like we, the crowd at that park, because of the way it's built, doesn't lend itself to doing a lot of interval work. No, so Unlike we couldn't. Epcot. But we weren't doing it for time. We were doing it for enjoying the environment and being a, a part of a Disney environment during that five k. Mm-hmm. And I think we achieved that goal. Oh yeah. So we're gonna have enough. We literally put our a, put uh, our, our feet on every nook and cranny of that park. Yeah. And we're going to have enough opportunity to run 5Ks for time here in our fall schedule of races. Oh, yeah. But, not yeah. every not every race has to be for time. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, how, how did you feel, though? Because you did a lot of side-to-side navigating around oh, people. Yeah. It and, was crowded, and we did a lot of bobbing and weaving. And, yes. And there were many, many vehicles <laughs> uh, vehicles strollers i was gonna say are you referring to the personally owned vehicles of the fellow park goers or no. the character cavalcades that well the character cavalcades they just they they keep you back from mm-hmm. so we had to pause that way but also we had to pause around strollers we had to navigate around strollers and also those motorized scooters yes they will rent a motorized scooter to anybody and there's no instruction on how to navigate how to drive them there's no test or training no and did you check clear okay here you go i i would need extensive training to drive those yeah just just figure it out no (laughs) i wouldn't i wouldn't feel comfortable just launching into the park after renting one I why would not win. everybody else does apparently they're doing the best they can and we're do- we did the best we could to navigate around I that literally saw somebody launch so. off a curb on the old hollywood strip and i'm like oh they're gonna die mm. this is not going to be good so would you rather have done it maybe along part of the wine and dine course outside the park gotten up earlier and done 
done it outside the park, like along the water behind the boardwalk resort or No, because we we had done that for last month's. And mm-hmm. I I look at this as a little bit of a different thing that you're training. Mm. instead of worrying about time, you were doing a lot of lateral movement. That's true. And the lateral movement is Valid a, point. It's a blessing because that's how you avoid obstacles. Yeah. It's a curse because it's how most people tend to get a knee injury. You have to be really careful. So this was forcing you, and I was watching you as you were moving your feet. Oh, Yeah. She's looking at me like, oh, you were, were you? Yes, mm, yes, I was. Okay. I'm watching you as you're moving your feet, and I'm, I'm like seeing how is your gait doing? How are, are you favoring one side or the other? Are you getting fatigued in the knee? And your leg was looking good. Mm. You didn't look like you were favoring. There was never a point where you were limping at no, all. No. And you didn't wear your knee braces for this. No, that. but I knew that we weren't doing any kind of speed work. Well, yeah, but remember, the lateral stuff is not something you normally do when you're doing speed work. So again, you're training something totally different here. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because I I don't think people realized what was going on around them. Like they didn't realize there were two people, air quotes, running in the park around them. And they didn't realize that the reason we're hitting our watches when we might get get to a ride was because we're pausing. Yeah. <laughs> to, to jump on Star Tours real quick. And then... Or Rock and Roller Coaster. Go all the way around the park and over to Rock and Roller Coaster because yeah. the wait time was 15 minutes. For a moment. <laughs> One moment. In time. They are doing something weird there. They're, they're, they've amended or changed the way they're routing queues at some yeah. of the rides. Yeah. And it is forcing more of the crowds out. I think they're still socially distancing some of the queue is what it seems to be. I don't know. And it's that created a lot of the log jam that we were but. experiencing. But again, it created some obstacle work for you, which I thought was yeah. really good. And you also had a lot of transition between different surfaces and different elevations, True. which you don't normally get. We had some hills or curbs to navigate, things like that. So that's, yeah. So all in all, I think it was a good experience. I think you got to balance your 5K runs, your training runs, so that you can get experience in all of those areas. And this is also something... Speed to, work. and Yeah, and yeah. this is something for people to keep in mind. Now that Run Disney races have come back, and if you're looking at doing a Run Disney race and you go, these events tend to be very crowded, unless you're in Corral A or B. And once you get into the park areas, mm. the course narrows... Mm. And while caution runners <laughs> or narrows, narrows ahead. ahead. <laughs> yeah. And, and while a lot of people practice good race etiquette, mm. not everyone does Right. that. And, and I, and when I see this in, in some of the run Disney groups online, there tends to be a lot of shade thrown towards the run walkers or the walkers, oh. but, but the runners are just as guilty. Yeah. And the hardcore runners that go to a Disney race and get torqued because they miss their PR or they're going to go for a PR, they need to stop. Because unless your proof of time submission got you into Corral A, it's not a realistic thing for you to be back with the the steerage in the rear of the corral. This Again, this is some of the things that I see online. It's the... 
there there tend to be some of the folks that that they go to a run Disney event and they are like, I'm going to use this as my, as my PR. And you can PR at a Disney event. Yes. But I don't think that you should go to a Disney event expecting to because you don't know from year to year they change courses. They You never know what they're going to have to navigate the course around in terms of construction. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, you don't know where you might have a bottleneck, where you might True. have where you might have a character stop that's been placed, which I mean, creates you can guess. You can guess based on past experience. But again, the one year that they did Star Wars and decided to reverse the whole course, the whole wine and dine course, like backwards. They did the wine and dine course backwards, meaning you started in Epcot. That was the worst decision they ever made. They only did it once. Wow, you are just on the soapbox, and you are. Well, this is something I've been reading wow. pretty, pretty intensely because I'm seeing a lot of this, and especially now that Disney has changed their proof of time requirements to two hours. Mm. What that means is you have a lot of the peop- people who don't do a run, walk, run type program or who tend to be a little less forgiving of novice runners being a little more vocal online. And I just need to say you need to temper your expectations going to a Disney event because much of the course goes through the parks, mm. involves character stops, which generate huge lines, and the event is open to a lot of runners who use run walk run Mm. and a lot of walkers whose checks also cleared for that club run disney (laughs) you are all over this my so again (laughs) my co-host i i would like to just say no you're on your soapbox i would just like to say we are not back of the packers are just as worthy to be on that course we are our checks cleared too. Absolutely. Or our, our debit cards or whatever. That's ju- that's exactly our right. Gift cards from Disney or you know what? However you register, I just think it's everybody deserves to be there, and you just have to you you may at certain times have to rethink your strategy, your race strategy depending on the course, the conditions, and where your corral placement is. Absolutely. So that's all I'm going to say. We're not steerage, (laughs) people. We are back of the Packers, and I am proud of that. I'm proud of that because we work harder. It, I think I for for the for longer periods longer of time periods of, to achieve the goal. I was going to say one of our favorite runners who owns our local run shop talks about the fact that slower runners are out there longer doing the same mileage, so they're working harder for each mile. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Be kind to your fellow runners that yeah. are out there, and you know, be mindful. We the Run Disney folks do an amazing job at doing what they can to educate people on race etiquette. Mm-hmm. Walking to walkers going to the side, raising your hand to let people know that that you're going to be changing your interval, sure. whatever the case may be, and not to walk three or four abreast and block the yeah. the road. It's incumbent upon everybody to show good race etiquette out there, regardless of how fast you are. This is entirely true. And we got to this whole point by you saying we're in Hollywood Studios and it is actually good experience. 
to get time on your feet on those services and in crowds. And especially in the crowds. Yes, absolutely. So, Amy, bringing it back. Thank you. All right. I'm now I'm off my soapbox now. So from from the steerage. (laughs) I can't believe you said that. I'm just. Okay. Just images of Titanic. Oh my God. Don't let go. I'll never let go. And she did let go. Oh, she let go. And there was room on that door. Just saying. It was a, it was the headboard of a bed, wasn't it? There was room on that. Whatever. Uh, Anyway. All right. The point is we got some experience. We got the 5k done. It wasn't for time. We were in Disney. We loved being in Disney and we completed the July 5k which honors the Broadway phenomenon, the Lion King, but we also ran to celebrate America's coach Jeff Galloway's birthday. Yes. Boom. So happy birthday once again, Jeff Galloway. Yeah. But, of course, all that running did make us hungry. Very hungry. You know how that goes. Mm. And we went to one of our favorite locations as as far as Disney goes, there are a number of price points for resorts. This resort, the Animal Kingdom Lodge, is at the top tier in terms of price point, but they have a number of dining options there that actually hit all price levels. Mm-hmm. So if you want to do quick service there, you can. If you yeah. want to do a sit-down meal, you absolutely can. Whatever you want to do, they have an option. Sanaa for us is Mm. a must do if you're going to be at Disney for any length of time, regardless of where you're staying. Well, sometimes we can't get in there. uh, No. And in those times we have done takeout (laughs) from there because they have just absolutely incredible food. They do a great breakfast as well. But what I love about that place is the setting. And it's gorgeous. It is on their African savanna that they have with animals from Africa that are wandering around doing their thing. Mm. And some of them even skipping past the electronic security measures that are hidden in the bush. And the birds just come right up to the window and look in and check you out and see what's going on. Although we were told by our server that the bird's actually not able to see inside and that it's reacting to its own reflection. I'm not 100% certain about that in, in when there's uh, when it's at night, but during the daytime, yeah, absolutely. Mm. And we got to have a wonderful meal there <sighs> while watching zebras and giraffes and these antelope things and birds and it was just zebras i said zebras. you said zebras yeah. right all kinds of animals yeah giraffe they're so tall <laughs> yes they are and they're all hungry oh they like, appear they appear to be well trained they know when it's they know about the trucks time. and yes the food so yes what and we have featured sanaa during a run Disney virtual before for its drinks, its beverages mm-hmm. for 
the Tusker Premium Lager. Oh, I do love that beer. And the Safari Amber Ale. I do love that beer also. I'm dreaming of when we can have beer again. Just wanted to <laughs> say that reference to that. That was over on episode 67. Was that a video episode? Was that way uh, back when we were a video podcast? I don't know if it was video. Maybe not. I don't think it was. I think we... I we think, had transitioned to audio mm-hmm, by then. Yeah. That'll be one worth checking out because those are pretty incredible. But And we talked about the bread service also. We did. Mm-hmm. But... Back then, we weren't doing the 75 hard challenge, Amy. It's entirely true. You are correct. So as you guys know, we're uh, right now as we record this, I believe we are on day 42 or 43 of the 75 hard challenge. And as part of that, we are not having any alcohol. That's right. And we are eating a vegan diet. Yeah. Now... Disney has changed its terminology a little bit. They don't use vegan as part of their terminology or vegetarian. They Mm. call it plant-based. They do. And they define that as not having any animal products. Right. Eggs that... Eggs, honey. Yeah, not even honey. And and we have learned that if you're at one of their quick services and you tell them that you are... um, wanting a plant-based option they will even offer to change out their gloves Mm -hmm. to make sure that they're honoring your request they really go the extra mile so So we have had to scour the menu to find their options of course it's pretty easy because they have this nice little plant-based icon next to i like that most of the or actually all their items across the park that are plant-based or if you're not in the park if you're doing your research beforehand it does say uh, on the website for Sanaa or whatever restaurant you're looking at on property. It says in parentheses, plant-based. Oh, that's cool. At the end of the description. Yeah. And there were several options at Sanaa. And we had them all. We didn't have the entree. <laughs> no. So. We, had, we actually, yeah, we went we went old school tapas style dining. We did. This time. We did. And it's okay. And in fact, we made a point because we were having so much fun and just enjoying the food and each other and just mm-hmm. yeah. the setting. We decided to record ourselves yeah. there at Sanaa. Yeah. And all of the noise and sounds around us as well. Okay, now admittedly, there's a big glass window between us and the animals, so you're not going to hear... Not animals. The animals. But you're going to hear... But you hear us talking about what's going on with the animals. And you're going to hear noise and conversation in the background from the restaurant. Hey guys, it's Dana and Amy from the Running Drink Podcast at runningdrink.net. We are coming to you from Sanaa here at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. We're at the Kidani Village side in this wonderful restaurant eating basically with the animals right now. And our food just arrived at the table and we are having a couple of appetizers that are just beautiful. You take a look at the episode artwork, you're going to see the bread service with vegan non-bread, a selection of nine different dipping sauces, all of which are vegan and these beautiful little pyramid-shaped pillows, which are samosas. Yes. And these are potato and pea samosas with tamarind and mango chutney. Yum. I am super excited to try this. It's a 
it's basically an Indian style empanada would be the best way to describe a samosa. Mm. The outside is crisp and the inside is creamy. Creamy. Pillowy. Mm. Yeah, this is just delightful. And the chutney has has a spice, but it's not too spicy. And there's a bird right outside our window. That's this giant crane thing. That's dan- I think he's. I think he's getting I think dinner. He's, he's putting on a show. Or he's putting on a show or something. Yes. Yeah. But this potato and pea mash is heavily spiced. I think there's cumin, and they're giving it a smokiness. Mm. There's a little bit of something spicy, like maybe cayenne pepper. There's also a a tang in the chutney. Yeah, and they also serve this with what looks like a, a carrot and hickam a slaw. Yeah. Mm. Which is a pickled flavor. Mm-hmm. So you get crispy, creamy, mm-hmm. sweet, spicy, tangy, and crunchy all in one bite if you put everything together. Different textures, different flavors, all complementing each other. What a delicious appetizer. Mm. And at $9 mm. for the appetizer, it's big enough for two people to split. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this is a phenomenal option. For sure. I would recommend it for two people. Or one person or looking one maybe person. for a, a light meal. Yeah. You're looking for something plant-based or not. But I think that's been the key. When we start talking about plant-based mm-hmm. options... The things we're trying to find for you guys are things that you won't care if it's plant-based or right. not. Right. The flavors are our focus. Absolutely. The bird is now stalking Amy. It's literally right over your shoulder. It's literally 12 inches away from her. But there's a glass window between us. Oh, my God. The two of them are here together. They're right at the window. This is crazy. Smile. <laughs> this is crazy. They're gorgeous. These birds are about three and a half feet tall. They've got these beautiful gold crests on their head. They're like a gray and white. I don't know what you would call that. Like a this beautiful gradient color to their plumage. And they're literally hanging out 12 inches from Amy right now. This is so cool. (laughs) So we're having amazing food. We've got amazing scenery here. Guys, if you're coming down to the Orlando area, number one, this is one of our favorite premium resorts on property. That's true. But even if you're not staying here, you can eat here. Come to Sanaa. Yeah. Get this samosa Mm. and stay tuned we're going to talk about the bread service we've got animals who've joined us for the meal the birds have settled in about they're looking at us i feel like they're judging us and now we have a truck driving out there that has four giraffes following it because it's feeding time or at least they think it's feeding nope they're actually putting food up in the uh, up in the giraffe feeders they're having dinner with us The birds are the birds are having a little. Uh, I think you're getting a little bit of a, a nature show here. <laughs> so I feel like they're mad. They look angry. They have this yeah. weird look on their face. We'll show you the picture, but 
the bread service came. This is actually yeah, a, a very <laughs> famous or yeah, famous item to get here. Yes, and everybody talks about it, and we're having the vegan option. Yeah, so here's the deal with the bread service. It's basically a, a selection of flatbreads. Usually it's a variety of Indian-style non-breads, but that is not always vegan. So they actually have, if you ask for it, vegan non-bread. So that's very considerate, but we've had it both ways, and the, the bread is phenomenal. It's very good. The traditional naan is very good. They, there, there are five different breads and nine accompaniments, and the breads include a traditional naan, a garlic naan, a spiced naan, something called an onion kulcha, or paneer paratha. And the accompaniments are cucumber rata, which is like a creamy cucumber sauce, roasted red pepper hummus, mango chutney, tomato date jam, a tamarind chutney, a coriander chutney, a garlic pickle, a red chili sambal, and spicy jalapeno lime pickle. And these sauces are just... Yeah, they give you a little ramekin of each one that you go through and you just tear a piece of naan off. You grab a spoon and just give yourself a little dollop of the sauce and now, give it a taste. The breads that you described are on the traditional naan. Mm-hmm. And we're having the we're having the vegan naan bread. Mm-hmm. Which is very flavorful. It's got a great um, wheat flavor to it. Mm. Great texture. Crispy edge, which I like. Mm-hmm. And think of naan as basically fluffy. If you've never had it, think of it as a fluffy tortilla. Yeah, good way to put it. Alright, so I'm going to give this jalapeno pickle a try. Yeah, that looks really And it's the green, peppery flavor of the jalapeno. Oh, this oh is delicious. yeah! Thank okay. you. Great stuff. And it's very mild. There's not a lot. There's no heat. I'm having the mango chutney, mm-hmm. which is sweet. There's no spice to it, other than like it's. The act, no heat to it. You no, no. It's not, it's not spicy. It's not scorpion peppers. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But what is? Well, there's this. You're going spicy right I'm now. I'm going hardcore. The spicy sambal is supposed to be the hot one. And I've got a good, what, teaspoon, our teaspoon of yes, it? Yes, you do. Here, so here we yeah. go. Mmm. Kind of like a sweet tomato. And then the heat hits you in the back of the tongue and slowly spreads. But it's a warm heat. This is not going to hurt you. The roasted garlic sauce. Now that looks bl- like almost like a black bean puree with garlic. That I don't I- even know what else is in it because I could just taste the... The, the garlic? The sweet roasted garlic oh, flavor. Oh, okay. So. You're recommending that. I like it a lot. 
And then there's this milder tomato. We've got the... Isn't it? Or no, it's that might, different. That might be the tomato date jam there. I think you're right, because it is sweet. Mm-hmm. Tomato. That roasted garlic one is phenomenal. Isn't it? Mm. No, oh, I like this one is tangy. I don't know what this is. That's the tamarind. Oh, it's so good. The tamarind, yeah. It looks like a balsamic. But it's just... now the only one that that we were initially planning on having to substitute out is the cucumber ria or raita raita raita, and they let us know that they had a vegan version of it if we'd like it. We said yes, of course. So we're gonna and give that a shot. Yeah. Mmm. That's super fresh. What I, I don't know what they did. I don't know what they did for the cream. I'm thinking maybe co- maybe they used coconut cream. But it's not super sweet. No. But you get it, this is basically a the best way I can describe it is it's very similar to a tzatziki sauce. Yes. It's really good. This is very the cooling. Cucumber flavor is very like it would mix well with a spicy one that you just described not too long ago. Absolutely. Mm. Guys, there's a little something here for everybody. Mm-hmm. This is a fun one for two or three, two to four people. Mm-hmm. Get the bread service, whether you're doing vegan or not vegan. Yeah. You grab this, you tear bread, you're talking, you're having fun. Mm-hmm. Conversation, friends, and delicious flavors. I think this is the most shareable, delicious option. It's interesting. It's awesome. And it's and if you just did this and, and maybe drinks and then go to the parks. Awesome. Or yeah. enjoy the resort. I don't think it's, it's going to weigh you down. No. At all. So. so 10 out of 10 for this one for me. Love it. Love it. Yeah. We are still at Disney's Animal Kingdom at the Kanani Village having dinner at Sanaa. Yes. And we are tasting our way basically through the appetizers. We just had to do a... Mm-hmm. I don't know, like a progressive tapas style almost. Yeah. And we're finishing with what they call their salad sampler. Mm-hmm. The salad sampler is three small sample dishes of some cold prepared salads. One is a Berber black eyed peas. Burberry, Berber, B E R B E R E, black eyed peas. Watermelon and pickled fennel, mm. and a Tunisian beet chermoula. I'm very curious about this because I am not typically a beet, beet fan. You don't, but ever these are like it. but these are golden beets. So apparently, and I'm seeing shredded carrots and edamame, and what looks like either raisins or cranberries in there. Yes. So let's try that one first. This one's like right here in front of us. You say, let's try that let's one try first, this. and you're. I don't even like, have a fork in like, my hand. You don't even. You're like, Amy, Amy. go for it. Yeah. Hey, guinea pig, go for it. All right, let's. I'm gonna lean into this. Let's go hard or go home. I don't even know if I got a beat in that bite. That's what the, the golden. There. Oh. It has the consistency of like a sweet potato. That this doesn't taste anything like beets to me. No, something else. This is the first beet thing, I'm not even kidding, in my life that I've ever liked. 
there's a nuttiness. Like a nutty Parmesan cheesy type flavor that's not. You're getting a nuttiness. I'm also seeing in here there appears to be not only edamame, but also what looks like, these look like sun, not sunflower seeds, uh, pumpkin seeds. Mm -hmm. This golden beet and the sweetness from the carrot and from the from the dried cranberries. Yeah. That's delicious. I don't even know. There's a there's a bite to the beets. These are not mushy. Speechless because normally I, we don't like anything beet related. Not at all. And I know a lot of people think we're crazy for that, but mm -hmm. I think beets taste like slightly sweet dirt. Mm. And this I would get not only would I get the sampler to get this I would get this by itself this mm -hmm. is really good the shredded carrots a nice crunchy texture the, what kind of sauce is this yeah, yeah the dressing that's on it is uh, or dressing whatever yeah there's a little bit of sweetness a little bit of tartness a little a little salty hit it's not overly tart though mm, just a hint yeah I don't even know. It's great. And the edamame plays really well. This is delicious. I like it. Let's go on to the black beans. Yes. Or black eyed peas, excuse me. The Berber, Berbeer, Burberry. That's what this is? Yes. And it has... This is a combination of black eyed peas and chickpeas. And I'm seeing what looks like tomato and maybe cucumber in there. And then they've got like a cracked or crushed cracker or a crunchy component garnishing it on top. Yeah. I get curry flavors off this. I'm getting some cumin or coriander. Mm-hmm. This is very, this is very strong Middle Eastern influence, Morocco, that is. It's good. Very tasty. I, I would make this a home. Like I said, that tomato is um, like an acidic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's diced tomato and cucumber, cooked black eyed peas, cooked chickpeas. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of maybe a, a, there's a little dressing on this with some. Not even the hit. I'm not really getting any lemon. No, but the curry hit. That's the cumin or the coriander <clears throat> that you're getting there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's very tasty. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got a heartiness to it that I like. Mm-hmm. And it's the the two different, the chickpeas and the, and the black-eyed peas, they're different textures, but they are related in their creaminess inside. Yeah. If that makes sense. It and does. I don't know. I think it's good. Absolutely. Mm. Last but not least, this one is a watermelon salad with pickled fennel. fennel. And it looks like it's, this looks like it might be garnished or dusted with some sort of an orange fruit. Mm. I don't know. Oh, I get the licorice flavor. Yep. I do too. Oh yeah. happy with the salad this oh, is yeah. Delicious. Okay. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah, that licorice hit from the fennel. I don't know what I was expecting, but that's not it. What's really good? I didn't think the fennel and the watermelon would go together. And now? 
it works somehow. It's I can't explain it. All right, I'm trying to figure out what what this orange thing is. Something orange on the salad, and I can't figure out what that is. That might be the fennel bulb that's been in the pickling juice that picked up some color. I don't know. It seems crunchy it's, in yeah. a different way. I really like this, and I'm really thankful. I know that there's a big debate online right now as to whether or not you should put salt on your watermelon, and the answer is no. You think I'm gonna fight you on that? <laughs> I'm not gonna fight you on that. Just, I've had it both ways. She's like, I'm just gonna quietly do it and not say anything. I'll have some tahine seasoning on it. I'll meet you halfway and do that. Yeah. This is, all three of these are very unexpected. Yeah. They're unique. I think my favorite may be the beet. I, yeah. Which is shocking I because did. I thought, you know, watermelon is one of my favorite fruits. So. Oh, yeah. We go through watermelon in our house year-round. We keep the South Southern Hemisphere watermelon farmers in business mm -hmm. in the off months here in I, the Northern Hemisphere. I don't know. And... This is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay, guys. Cool. We, uh, winner. So far, they're knocking it out of the park here at Sanaa at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. So if you're looking at a light fare, cold salads, and you, you don't know what to get, don't settle. Get all three. Yeah. Yes, we recapped the bread service. Yes, we recapped the... Samosas. The bread service the, was the same but different. The salad sampler. That salad sampler was, that That might have been the sleeper hit of the whole trip. Oh, it was awesome. And when you say, oh, you're eating plant-based salad, mm, these, the, these salad offerings were just unique, different, and delicious. But we also had dessert, and we have to talk about it now because we were, we devoured that so fast. That we, we actually didn't forgot record to record anything. it. We were lucky we took a picture. <laughs> and this one for me hit every note I'm looking for in a dessert. So good. And it was mm. just the most incredible. The, it, it is a rice pudding, but they have yeah. a name for it called Kheer. Yes. K-H-E-E-R. Mm-hmm. And the description is a coconut rice pudding with cashew streusel mm. and saffron poached fruit. Oh, it was so good. Okay. Where do we start with this? The rice pudding itself. Okay. How about that? Because it's the base. Yeah. It looked beautiful coming out. It, it did. It's, it, the, the presentation on all their food is incredible. <sighs> The coconut rice pudding was sweet, but not too sweet. And not overly I sweet, yeah. Love rice pudding. I am a. Oh. Amy knows this about me. I if I'll go and get like the cozy cups, and I will sit and eat love them. Love that. Love it. I love that stuff. But mm. it had a a very mild coconut flavor. Yeah, and when it was 
it's called coconut rice pudding. I was thinking that we would have an overwhelming coconut flavor, but we did not. We did not. And Danny agrees. Danny's shaking her head like, no, 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 no. We did not. The so. the cashew streusel that's in there is almost like this. It's mm. the, the closest thing to a crispy element. Yeah, it was nutty. I love cashews. You know me. Oh, yes. Like, you're talking about your love for the rice pudding. I love cashews. All things cashew. And and so the cashew kind of combination of the fresh coconut in the streusel type deal. Oh, so good. It's almost a, like a, almost a powder, not a powder would not be the right word, but almost like a crumb. Yeah. Like a crumble. Mm-hmm. It would be the best way to describe it. Yeah. And then they top it with saffron poached fruit. And that fruit is a combination of golden raisins. Yes. Diced strawberries. Yes. And was there something else in there? I seemed to recall peaches. But maybe not. I know that there was a drizzle of what appeared to be like a, a mango. mango coulis. Mm-hmm. It's either, and it was either mango or. Mango or peach. I was going to no, say, not I was peach. actually going to say, peach. and we should have asked I know. on this one. I want to say it's mango, but if it's, if they didn't go mango. It the, had that texture of a mango or a peach. Yes, but the color almost reminds me of a passion fruit. Oh, it's I think it's going to be either mango or passion fruit. I don't know, but it was delicious. It was. Yeah. And gorgeous. Yeah. So you have this beautiful, perfect bowl of this rice pudding. It's surrounded by that saffron poached fruit. And saffron is such a it's the the threads of a flower. It's what's used to give flavor to yellow rice. And it is the most expensive spice in the world. And there are, of course, different varieties and different grades of saffron. But the, yeah. the saffron flavor in the fruit was so subtle. Yeah, I could barely pick that up. If you didn't tell me about it, I wouldn't have known. Yeah. Honestly. You, what you would have said, there's something, they did something to that fruit, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. There's something there. It is ridiculous. It was a huge portion, too, for us to share perfect for two people to share Mm -hmm. and and really with that progressive tapas style dinner that we did with basically appetizers Mm. i think it was a perfect amount absolutely we left there very satisfied very it was delicious the entire meal and i just i couldn't have asked for anything more no so there you have it we have been to Sanaa now twice on mm-hmm. the show, more times than we can count in real life. Mm-hmm. And we can oh, yeah. honestly tell you that whether you're going to go there for a full meal with no dietary restrictions, or mm. if you're wanting to keep it plant-based, mm. you are going to be able to find some amazing items so at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge in the so Kidani good. Village mm. at Sanaa. Yes. But before we go on, we want to say thank you to all of our patrons for your support and the growth you've allowed us to achieve in this weird year and a half plus <laughs> that, we're, that we're in now. Yes, races are starting to come back and your contribution each month as patrons of the show will help 
us continue to bring our Runcation Nation a great show about live races across the country. Across we are, the country, folks. Thanks to you, we are booking travel. Uh, we are getting out of the state of Florida, and we are going to other areas of the state where races so are finally opening up. Great. So. At patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast, we have three different levels of monthly support. $2, $5, or $10, each with their own special perks. Patrons get special thank you messages from us. Insiders get a look behind the scenes to get access to video footage and early access for special interviews. Mm. I'm going to do some cooking demos coming up from one of our favorite plant-based cookbooks nice to show some people some of the stuff that we are eating when we're staying healthy to help put some arrows in their quiver Here at home yeah yeah exclusive tastings of food because we're going to have some food that's coming up from our, our, this recent trip that's going to be patron only mm. so we got some patron exclusives coming and of course Tasty beverages and uh, bonus items that are, just aren't going to make the show for yeah. the general audience. Our show, it will always be free. But if you want more of the Runny Drink podcast and you want to support the show long term, check us out on patreon.com slash runny drink podcast. And guys, if you're on pa Podbean, our host and one of our favorite podcast listening apps. Yes. You can tap on the reward button right at the top of the Podbean app to become a patron. All the same levels are there with all the same perks. As always, we want to thank everyone for all the different ways that you support and you continue to support the Runny Drink Podcast. Our anniversary is the same day as National Mojito Day. And we have had some great mojitos on the show in the past. Oh, yeah. Whether it's our trips down to Key West. Or here locally at, say, I don't know, Wicked, Wicked Dolphin. Dolphin. Yeah. Ha. Huh. Yeah. This is one of the few times that you will ever catch Amy enjoying mint in a drink. Because it's so artfully and well balanced with rum flavors, sugar, and lime. True. Mm. It really is a perfect refreshing beverage for hot weather. It is. But we had, to stay, we had to stay good. We're on as we record the show, we're completing day 43 of this 75 heart challenge. And we're not starting over. No. We are not starting over, people. Even for National Mojito Day. And no. thankfully, while we were there at Sanaa, we found out that they have a non-alcoholic version called a no-hito. They have an entire mocktail menu. Which we didn't know and before we, we got there. And then we sat down and we saw it and, we're, and we instantly zeroed in on the no-hito. We had not one. But Round. two of these. One, we had one apiece twice. Yes, we did. So, <laughs> you do the math. It was delightful, and I think we even talked about it at the restaurant. Hey, it's Amy from the Runny Drink Podcast at runnydrink.net. I'm here with Dana, and we're at Sanaa at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, Kidani Village, here at Walt Disney World Resort. <laughs> and we are actually sitting here 
at a beautiful window view out on the savannah, and we're looking at African wildlife grazing and meandering about and visiting. We've had zebras and giraffes and these white elk antelope things that are really and one one very weird bird that just came walking by like a brown yeah. crested something or another we don't know we'll put a picture in cool. the show notes yes but we have beverages in honor of our anniversary and national mojito day yeah now how is it possible amy that we're having something in honor of national mojito day you and I are in the middle of the 75 challenge. It's not a mojito. It's a no mojito. That's right. At uh, Sanaa, they have a special section of the menu dedicated to non-alcoholic mocktails. And this one's called the nojito. Yes. And the menu reads lime juice, pure cane sugar, and mint topped with soda water. Nice and simple. The only thing oh, yeah. missing from this is the rum. Yeah. So. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh. Tart. It is very tart. Sweet. And. And a hint of mint. Slightly minty. The color of this is great. It's a nice pale green with the the contrast of the, the dark lime. green from the mint. mint in the beverage. The lime juice is what colors the whole thing. I mean, it looks like a mojito. It does. It's very tart, and you tend to have more sweetness in an actual mojito. Yes, I because think. I think you get, depending on the rum they use, you get a, a natural sweetness from the rum. Yeah. And but, uh, simple syrup. Yes. Which is not in this. Uh, the sugar, they, they may have elected to use a simple, but we don't know for certain. It doesn't say. It though. doesn't say simple. It says sugar. Right. So I'd be inclined to think you're right. But I think no simple syrup, but slight, like not that much sugar. No. No, yeah. this is not really cloyingly sweet at all. No. It's the tartness and the, and it's not overly minty so that it tastes like... You toothpaste. Know, toothpaste. Yeah. You know how I feel about that. But you're now you're on record as saying that you're okay with mint in a mojito. Yes. So. And this is perfect. Yeah. So I'm okay with mint in a mojito and a nojito. So. So, would you get this again? I would. Yes. It's nice to know that you can have an indulgent or what feels like an indulgent beverage. Even when you are a part of a challenge that is a, a no alcohol for 75 days. Yeah, and I also think that if people were coming here, maybe you got a group of people, you're going to either get bread service and drinks at the bar, mm-hmm. and maybe you've got your designated driver right. or somebody who's just not wanting to drink that night. This is a great alternative. Right. Or it could be like the night before a race and you don't want ah, you don't want that to dehydrate you or prevent you from getting a good night's sleep. That's a good plan. That's As the Run Disney races come back, that comes to mind. So I would get it again, you? Oh yeah. yeah. This is 
they did an outstanding job here. I actually, this makes me want to get a mojito from here when we're not on right? 75 hard. Yeah, we've had several great mojitos historically on the show. And yes. they are available. Uh, those episodes are available on uh, runnydrink.net on the show's page. But this is the first nojito we've had, I think. Yes. So it's excellent. And it's a, a great option for those who are not imbibing. Absolutely. So. For now. We'll have more from Sanaa. Yeah. But uh, that's it for the drink. Yeah. That drink was surprisingly well balanced. And I don't say surprisingly because Sanaa is, it has a, a wonderful reputation for both food and beverage. As right. we've seen in the past. But I didn't think I would love it so much that I would get a second one. No, and you would really expect to miss the sweetness of the rum, but they did a great job of making a beverage that looked phenomenal, that gave you every part of a mojito experience sans the alcohol. Yeah. And they did an amazing job with that. So It's great. Good for them. Sanaa. For food and beverage wins this weekend. It does. Yes. Next week, we recap a virtual that we took on the road to Orlando with us and some more great vegan options up there as well. But this Yum. time, I believe that we're going to talk about options not on property. Yeah, we had, what do you say, an embarrassment of riches? We really did. Both this. on property and off property in Orlando. So, so we have got so much to tell you guys about. Mm, yeah. So we can't wait for you to, to hear about it. So yeah. tune in next week. For now, do us a favor. Mm. Head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. You've done clearly over the last month an amazing job as the runcation nation sharing this show on social media having runcation nation day it's been amazing this is just another free way that you can help share our show and get it discovered on apple podcasts we can't thank you guys enough for listening this week thank you for joining us on your long run your commute to work, around the house, or wherever you might be. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay safe, stay well, and we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink Pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast accomplish explore and indulge right along with us we'll talk to you next time